Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Today's episode of the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast is sponsored by FinClub.ai. FinClub.ai helps you take the guesswork out of trading. Now, what do I mean by that? They actually use artificial intelligence and advanced algorithms to bring you the best stock picks on a daily basis. And it's one of the tools that we use at 10MinuteStockTrader.com because they really do deliver the best stock picks that I've seen anywhere. It's absolutely unreal. Just looking over the last week of trading, they have win rates that are 88%, 92%, 93%, and 94%. I mean, it's fantastic and kind of scary how well that this program works. And these are some of the tools that the big Wall Street banks use. And FinClub.ai has made it available to you and everybody through your phone, through your computer, through your iPad, anywhere you want to have it. These artificial intelligence tools are yours to use to find the best stock picks out there. Now, if you sign up for their service by April 1st, 2019, you're going to be getting huge discounts. I mean, big discounts, kind of like they might be losing money by having you on the service by using these kind of discounts. But even after that point, they're still going to be offering some awesome discounts when you use the code 10MINUTE. That's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E. Make sure you use that code so you can get these giant discounts. And you're probably skeptical, right? How is there going to be a service that offers these awesome stock picks for a really great price and at the same time, you know, people like me use them, people like Wall Street Banks use them. But you know what? They have a 14-day free trial. So go out and try it and see for yourself. See if you can actually use this in your own portfolio because I'm pretty sure you're going to find some awesome stock picks. And whenever you see how well that they uh, hit those target numbers that they're putting out there, it's going to freak you out because it freaked me out the first time I saw it. I emailed the developers there and I was like, this is unreal. You guys are about to become billionaires. And they're like, yeah, we know. So... Get in the service while you can, because honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think it's going to be around forever because it's so good. It's going to be scooped up by a VC firm or a Wall Street bank, and then we're not going to have it anymore. So sign up while you can, essentially, is what I'm trying to tell you. And make sure you use the code 10MINUTE, that's 10MINUTE, and you will be just as blown away as I was by FinClub.ai and their artificial intelligence platform. Defending options trades. Should you do it? Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. It really depends on your own trading style. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Yule. Hey there, 10 Minute Traders, and welcome back to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Do me a favor real quick and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that help you trade faster and trade smarter that I upload every single week. Now today, we're going to be talking about defending trades. I have come a, a long way with this one, and we'll talk about some of my reasons on that real quick. So the first reason you would want to defend an options trade is it gives you more time. Totally agree with that. Let's say, for example, you sold a short put spread, 
which is a bullish position. You would be selling an out of the money put and buying a further out of the money put, limiting your risk, but having a bullish bias so that as the market goes up, as the stock goes up, you're going to be taking advantage of that, right? Let's say, let's say the market turns against you. Let's say for, let's use whole numbers here. Let's say you sold a 95, 94 uh, put credit spread and the stock was at 100. The stock has now come down to 95. Maybe it's gone down to 94 and this trade is losing. You want to stay above 95 in this case. Uh, but it's not worked out that way. It's working against you. What do you do, right? You've got a few options. I mean, the first thing you could do is to close the trade. You could say, okay, I've taken in, let's call it 25 cents in credit. That means my max risk is $75. And that means I have a three to one uh, risk to return ratio here. And does it make sense for me to hold it and take a full loser on the trade? Because now I have to get three full winners in a row to make up for the one loser. Maybe or that may or may not make sense to your portfolio. And that's something that I've struggled with as well is do I keep this on, right? It's moved against me. How much risk am I really willing to take? I knew going in that I should be able to cover this and not worry about the risk. But truly, if it's going to take me three more of these trades to get back to break even, just to break even, not even making a profit, I'm not sure I want to do that. So you could roll it out in time. Now, you're going to have things working against you uh, as far as the deltas moving towards your short strikes, but you could at some point uh, still roll it out in time for a credit. Now, rolling for a credit is actually a really good thing um, because it's going to reduce your risk in the trade, and we'll go into more of that in just a minute. But you can roll from week to week or month to month or even quarter to quarter if you're on a quarterly basis. Uh, but at some point in time, uh, if you are selling defined risk trades, it will turn into a debit. And I have paid debits, but you should balance your debit to the amount of profit you could make. So let's say that we have a trade where, like I said earlier, our max risk in the trade is $75. Our max profit in the trade is $25. You can scale that up to whatever size you want. But let's say it costs us $10 to roll the trade, okay? So now we've taken our, our profit from uh, 25 to 15, we've actually increased our risk from 75 to 85. And doing it for a debit really is not advantageous ever in any position because you are reducing your profit potential and you're increasing your risk at the same time. But you're giving yourself more time to be right. I mean, I've rolled trades for like six months before they finally turned around. And I'll be very honest with you, I do not do that anymore. Um, the reason I don't is, is what I said in the previous video is that, you know, I know my risk is six to 8% of any trade going in. Um, and if it doesn't work out, if it trends the opposite direction and goes against me, I'm just going to cut my losses because now I have all that capital available again uh, to go to work on something that has a better probability for me. I heard someone say this one day and it made total, total sense to me. And I really think that this might be something you should consider whenever you're looking at trades, right? If you're looking to move your trade from month one to month two, rolling it out in time, you should just ask yourself the question before you do anything, is this a trade I would want to put on? If the answer is no, like if this is not a trade you would put on initially, if you would not be selling a put, uh, a put credit spread $8 in the money, because um, you wouldn't, because that's a terrible trade setup, uh, why would you roll into that? It doesn't make sense to me. But that's what other people will teach you to do. And it's just not something I do. It just doesn't make sense to me 
to continue to roll month to month. And really, you're just crossing your fingers hoping that it turns around. That's not a great strategy, right? When you could just cut your losses, have all your capital available again, and then you can move on to something else. So yes, you can roll out to defend trades and have more time, but it may not work in your style of trading. If it does work in your style of trading, by all means do it. For me and the, the platinum members of 10minstocktrader.com that I, I, you know, I give them trade ideas to, uh, it's just not something that we do. Now, let's say you are able to roll out in time for a credit, um, or maybe you can make an adjustment. You actually are going to be able to have less risk in the trade, but you do have some trade-offs. So we'll talk about the less risk real quick. So let's say you sold an iron condor. Now, I, iron condors were my favorite trades for years. I mean, absolute favorite. Like, if I was going to put on a trade, it was going to be an iron condor. And then one day I looked at it and I was like, let me do an analysis of my portfolio. So I'm looking at it, and these iron condors had a win rate of like 80-something percent, which is awesome, fantastic. But then I had uh, looked at all the lost dollars associated with these, and I was like, wait a minute. The iron condors, even though they had an 80-plus percent win rate, had a net losing amount of dollar value. So I put on all these trades thinking that they were great trades because they had a high win rate, but at the same point, they were losing more than they were making. And it's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Why am I doing this? So because of that, I only trade one-sided trades now. And especially I try to get in on trends and ride the trend and not really ever look at it again. But one way to adjust an iron condor as uh, and to reduce some of the risk that we were just talking about is to move down one of the sides. So let's say on our example earlier, the stock price was 100, you sold a 95, 94 uh, put credit spread, and you've sold a 105, uh, 106 call credit spread. So you've boxed in the trade, all right? Imagine the current price is 100, you have a box either side of it that's $5 wide where it can move and you'll be profitable. Sounds great. It can go up, it can go down, it can stay where it's at and have no problems at all. Well, let's say you put that on and then there's a really strong uptrend that you're trying to get in on and take advantage of. Um, and for some reason, the implied volatility has gotten really high and selling an iron condor makes sense. You put that on and that really strong uptrend is going to continue. <laughs> that really strong uptrend is going to blow right through the uh, short call spread that you put on. And then you're thinking, because I've, I've lived this, these, these are actual examples. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh, geez, what have I done? <laughs> now I have to roll up the puts. So the way you defend an iron condor is that you, you you leave the call side where it's at, right? So it's now in the money. It's now, let's call let's call the price 110. So it's gone from 100 to 110. You've boxed in your trade. Now you have a problem on the long side of it. And you have a, a, a 95, 96 call credit spread that has now gone into the money. The way you defend that is you roll up the puts. Now everyone is going to have their own level of risk when they decide to roll up the puts. Uh, this, like I said, this is not something that I do anymore, but maybe it, it hits your short strike and you decide to roll up the puts. Maybe it hits your break-even point and you roll up the puts, something like that. But whenever you roll the puts closer to your call strike, you are taking in credit. And it's just math here. You're moving it from a lower price position, you're selling a newer price position, closing the, the cheaper position, and you're keeping the difference. So let's say if your put spread was 25 cents, uh, now you've rolled it up five strikes and it is uh, now at the 199 strike and you've taken in maybe 15 cents of credit. So now you've reduced your risk in the trade by $15, which is great. I totally am on board with that. Um, 
and you have actually extended your break-even point by 15 cents as well as far as the stock price goes. So that's great too. But then it comes to the third point and we'll talk about that right after this. How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I think the smartest thing you could do is open a new brokerage account with Tastyworks. Tastyworks is a brokerage platform that I use and I recommend. The commission structure is absolutely unbeatable at $1 per leg total. Now, if you sign up for a free Tastyworks account using the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, I'll give you $150 in free 10-Minute Trader exclusive bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com just for opening a free account at Tastyworks. Remember to use the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, when signing up for your new Tastyworks account today. So now you've adjusted your trade and you have less risk in it, right? Let's say it was, um, let's call it, let's use round numbers. Let's say you had taken 25 cents in credit on the trade and uh, you had $75 in risk. Let's say you've taken in uh, another 10 cents of, of credit. Now your max profit in the trade is $35. Your max risk is $65. Okay, that's fine. It makes sense. It makes sense to roll it up if you're reducing risk. The issue with this, and what I have found personally, because I've done it 63 times at least, which is one of the reasons I don't roll anymore, I just close if things don't work out, is that you've reduced your profit potential, not dollar-wise, but in the scope of the stock price. You're trying to sell it with the volatility being high. You wanna sell something that's priced like a Mercedes and buy things that are priced like a Hyundai. Easy analogy. but you're also making a window, right? So so we took our iron condor window that was from 95 to 105, that was a profitable zone. We've rolled it up so now our iron condor is only profitable between 105 and 100. You've just reduced your profit zone by half. And that's one of the reasons why, to me, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense to do all this adjusting. Yes, you are reducing your risk, but now all of a sudden, you have shoved your profit zone into a very tight window, which you've already found may not be a great window because of the way the stock is moving. If it does come back into that zone, everything works out in your favor, the prices have come down, hey, you're able to make some money, that's great. But it doesn't always work that way. Uh, I have rolled up put spreads to make an iron butterfly, which in this case would be if you had a, uh, a short put spread at the 105 and short call spread at the 105. Um, and this was in Tesla, I remember. And I was like, I'm good. You know, things are rolling up. I'm following my, my, my adjustment approach. I'm rolling things up, blah, blah, blah. Tesla's gone off, done its thing. And this is the best I can do. I just have to sit here and hope and pray that it comes back, which is a terrible trading strategy, let's be honest here. Uh, anyway. So Tesla's off doing its thing, and then it turns around, and I'm like, hell yeah, we got this. It's gonna land right on my short strike. No, you know what it does? If I had left my iron condor the way it was, it would have been fine, because they had gone out and come back in and been profitable. But you know what I did when I made my iron butterfly at the 105 strike? Let's say it blew through the 105 strike, and it's now back at, I don't know, 100, and I'm looking at it like, you son of a gun. If you, if I had just left this trade on and not touched it at all, it actually would have been profitable. But because I adjusted it, because I reduced my risk by taking in more credit, now I have a losing trade. 
So moral of the story is there are ways to defend traits without a doubt, but you're not going to see me doing them because I feel that there are better uses of capital um, and really better ways to have less stress. I'm not going to sit and hold trades and roll it from month to month to month. Um, I know a guy that uh, IWM, he had sold a, a strangle, which is a, a naked call and a naked put, and uh, it, it dropped like a rock. And then all of a sudden, he's rolling this literally for five, six, seven months trying to get his money back. And he finally did. And I'm like, dude, you just cut your losses when, when it hit whatever your risk level was. You would have probably lost a lot less sleep. And think of all the time that you spent with this. You could have had 12 more trades on in that time where you were fighting the one trade that was working against you. So... That's my little rant of the day. Should you defend trades? Maybe. <laughs> That's up to you. I mean, I can't make that choice for you. But I personally don't do it. If you defend trades, you can get more time. You can reduce the financial risk in the trade. But you are reducing your uh, probability of profit in the trade. You're reducing your profitable zone in the trade. And you're also taking out more headaches and more commissions because you've got to pay for all this to make it happen. So I don't know. It's up to you. But that's one of the reasons that uh, I look at, you know, I, I just managed it by closing it early. Like I said in the last video, if it's six to 8% of my account, I have a loser that's three to 4%. I'm just going to cut it, cut my losses. I'm going to lose $3 on a hundred and be on my day. So whatever. But anyway, that's three things that I talk about whenever defending trades, you have, uh, more time in the trade, you have less risk in the trade, and uh, you're also going to be lowering your probability of profit. But it may be something that you like to do uh, because, you know, eventually it could turn around. Um, you may be trading more with your ego than with what the price action is actually telling you in that case. So I know this is somewhat controversial. Do me a favor real quick. Um, don't spam me with anything. <laughs> but... It's just the way that I trade. And one of the reasons why I like to share this with you is because I'm telling you from experience, right? Not every guru out there is going to tell you the good and the bad of defending trades. I mean, you know, a year ago, I could have sat here and just told you, told you defending trades makes so much sense. But then, you know, deep inside, I've been like, well, you know, it may not be true because I've dealt with this a lot. So here I am today on the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, just giving you the goods and the bads, right? Helping you trade faster and trade smarter. That's why I do this stuff. So, hey, do me a favor real quick. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I know you're a listener, but are you a watcher? Make sure you head on over to YouTube, type in 10 Minutes Stock Trader, and subscribe to the 10MinuteStockTrader.com YouTube channel. Every week, I upload all the podcasts as full videos, and that way you're getting the full 10-minute trading experience. That way you can have all the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave me a five-star review if you don't mind. That would be fantastic. And whenever you're done with that, head on over to 10minutestocktrader.com and download the one-minute options trading quick start guide. It'll give you all the tools, tips, and tricks that I use in my own portfolio, and it never gets outdated, and it will apply to every single options trade out there. So I think it'll be pretty useful for you. And while you're there, check out the free portfolio page. That'll show you everything that I've traded over the last year in full transparency. And since you're on the website already, check out the free trading course. In this free trading course, I give you every single thing that I know and use in my own portfolio, and I definitely think it'll help you out too.
And then after you're done there, head on over to tastyworks.com and sign up using the code 10minute. That's one zero M-I-N-U-T-E. And I'll send you over $150 in free 10-Minute Trader exclusive bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. And most of all, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. I really appreciate the fact that you and I have connected today and that you've chosen to put me inside your earbuds. That means the absolute world to me. And thank you so much for stopping by. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10minutestocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.